Project Veritas does it again. And better than ever. How stupid do you have to be to be a federal judge in America? You'd be surprised. And speaking of the court system, Satan. Could it be mm, Satan? Has invaded the New York court system. We'll have all that and more coming up. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Hello. Happy Saturday. It is uh, the seventh day of Chinese New Year. It is everyone's birthday. So, happy birthday. The Chinese believe that this is the day everyone was born. So, no matter when your birthday might actually be, this is also your birthday. Happy birthday. You can send me presents. There's a link to the uh, Payoneer down there. Aldwin Wong. Oh, my goodness. You're back. Welcome back, Aldwin. Good to see you. It's been a while. Um, boy, we've been getting into some real trouble since you have been missing. So we'll keep doing that tonight. By the way, I don't know how long we're going to last on YouTube because we are covering Project Veritas. We're not playing the recording or the assault that happened after the recording. We are not. We're doing a report on it. However, YouTube, in all their idiocy, has banned and deleted the Project Veritas video. And anyone who plays any of it also gets a, a hit and a warning and a strike and is not allowed to post. So, YouTube, you know what? You want to... Uh, Willie Young, light the stream. Thank you, Willie. Good to hear from you. Hey there. Uh, so, YouTube, fine. I'm on Rumble. I couldn't give two fat rats asses less if you want to kick me off the stream. I don't care. Knock yourself out. And uh, believe me, you are this close to just being not part of this whole program. Anyway, I don't give a crap. So, I'm on Rumble. That's all I care about. The link to our Rumble show is down there. Um, oh, you don't like... Oh, man, I love Project Veritas. They do what all the other networks and alleged news sources like CBS, CNN, ABC, NBC, they do what those stations used to do and no longer do since they're in the pocket of big media, big pharma, big tech. Anyway, uh, we're going to cover that tonight. Uh, right now, though, we're going to uh, give you an update on our favorite furry little friend, our new opening. There's Miko with the uh, Chinese lion. And this is our Miko update. And that is the monster herself being piggybacked by a monster. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, sorry, go check out our Rumble feed on the video and you can see these pictures. This was Miko last night, night before, I forget. But uh, she's got this, well, she's got two favorite toys, the dinosaur and her shirt. That's an old shirt of my other halves. And uh, she loves nothing better. I mean, she's got a billion toys, but that's her favorite toy to play with is this old shirt. It is ruined to hell, but she loves playing it. It's her favorite thing on earth. And second is this dinosaur. One of the things she does is when she gets something like her shirt, she shakes it. It's it's the kind of the killing thing that dogs do when, you know, hunting dogs. When they grab their prey, they whip it around with their with their head and try and, I don't know, break its back, break its neck, whatever. Uh, so she does that to everything, including this enormous dinosaur. You can see how big it is. 
almost as long as her, but she'll take that thing and try and shake it. So yeah, she, <laughs> she is a nut job. Uh, by the way, I mentioned it was the seventh day of Chinese New Year, everybody's birthday today. Tomorrow will probably be worse for fireworks because it's the Hokkien New Year. Uh, that's going to be another crazy one. But tonight, it's been quiet for fireworks. First night of Chinese New Year, yes, it was nuts. After that, got pretty much quiet. For some reason tonight, it picked up again. And for that reason, right behind me here, on the floor, laying down panting, is the little lady herself, Miko. She is... You still there? Yeah, babe. She's still there. She doesn't want to come on the show. But she hates fireworks, and they scare the hell out of her. And so uh, that's where she is. She's hanging out with us tonight on the show because she feels safe, I guess, being around. So there you go. The Miko Update brought to you by the good folks at BarkBox.com. Our link is BarkBox.com slash Miko. And if you go there, you will get an extra month free when you sign up for a multi-month subscription. Give your dog exactly what they want. It's a monthly subscription. Every month arrives at your door a box full of the coolest stuff for your dog. A couple of toys, and they really are. They're fantastic. Check out the site. Even if you have no intention of buying, go to BarkBox.com slash Miko and check out the site because it's amazing the stuff they've got. Every month is a new theme. You get two toys, two bags of treats, which are all natural, good for you, good for your dog, and a dog chew. You can specify small, medium, large, and they'll size everything, including the toys, accordingly. And if your dog has any allergies, you just check the box, fish, chicken, beef, whatever, and they will make sure that you don't get that kind of dog treats and dog chew. BarkBox.com slash Miko. And the second link under Miko Recommends down there in our show notes, in our description, the second link, if you don't want to do this sign up for a get an extra month free deal that will get you a free dog bed they are beautiful you got to check them out these dog beds are amazing you get three different kinds of fabrics you can pick from and again small medium or large you can pick the size and it's free when you sign up so use that link if you want and check it out it's again it's down there in our show notes it says miko recommends bark box and then it's the usual barkbox.com slash miko and then a special link if you choose which will get you that free dog bed when you sign up so check it out barkbox.com is the site they are an amazing company they will do right by you uh they do good work we don't just sign up with anybody around here and bring them on as a sponsor until we're sure they are worthy and they are worthy all right, what do we got here tonight? Oh my goodness, we got so much stuff going on. Oh, by the way, later on too, we'll get to our, our uh, book. We've been reading White Fang. Fantastic book, amazing. The little gray wolf pup is going on his own adventure now. All right, uh, this is from Blaze Media. I, no doubt if you're on Twitter or anywhere in the known universe besides Twitter, You've seen the latest Project Veritas video. Uh, their undercover video shows purported Pfizer director saying the pharma company exploring mutating COVID through directed evolution to develop future mRNA vaccines. That's the guy. Uh, the quote here, well, one of the things we're exploring is like 
why don't we just mutate it ourselves so we could we could create yeah this is the director of research and development strategic operations and mrna scientific planning they released this undercover video which purportedly involves alvin toe like the stream alvin hello there welcome in they released this video with this jordan tristan walker uh, who claimed in the footage the pharmaceutical company is exploring the possi possibility of mutating through what he calls directed evolution, what we call gain of function. Anyway, to develop future vaccines. Uh, according to a deleted LinkedIn profile, Jordan Walker allegedly started working for Pfizer in June of 2021. The profile shows the individual as Director Worldwide R&D Strategic Operations and mRNA Scientific Planning at Pfizer in New York, New York. Uh, anyway, this video, if you haven't seen it, you have to see it. Uh, check it out. It's everywhere except YouTube because YouTube deleted it and gave Project Veritas a strike and won't let them post for a week, which is insane. YouTube... Google, they're all in the pockets of big tech, big pharma. They are big tech, but it's just, it's disgusting. So anyway, if you don't have a Twitter account, sign up for Twitter, go over there because you can see this video all day long. It is all over the net and uh, you really need to see it because it's, uh, among other things, it's frightening. And uh, as Tucker Carlson says, they're playing word games directed evolution. In other words, gain of function. Just no doubt about it. All right. What have we got? What else have we got? Oh, post-millennial. Yeah, let me just get rid of all the advertising crap. Uh, now, once he released this video of the undercover video, he then did what he often does, uh, James O'Keefe, and he went and confronted this guy while they, I assume, while they were doing the hidden camera video. And it went from bad to unbelievably freaking worse. The guy, the director from Pfizer, assaults James O'Keefe. They lock him in the restaurant and... Uh, also, uh, Project Veritas journalists and the cameraman, after being confronted over the comments on mutating the COVID-19 virus, there he is uh, starting to attack O'Keefe. Unbelievable. Again, I don't dare play any of this because I'll get booted off some of the platforms I'm on. We're live on Rumble, YouTube, Twitch.tv, and Facebook. Rumble, I have no doubt, nothing is going to shut us down because they are an absolute defender of free speech, which is why we encourage you to please get over to Rumble, sign up for a free account. All you need is an email, takes two seconds, and then go to the Jay Sheldon Show, click on follow. It's just that easy. Anyway, you'll see stuff there you won't see on YouTube and Facebook because YouTube and Facebook censor this crap. On Thursday, they released this footage. And uh, then, again, see, I can't, I just, I, I don't want to go through the BS of being kicked off the platform for YouTube. So I'm just not playing this stuff. 
You can find it. The links are in our show notes. I encourage you to go check it out. After secretly recording Walker on what he thought was a date uh, with this undercover journalist, O'Keefe walks up to the table and reveals it's a sting operation. You work for Pfizer, O'Keefe said, sitting down opposite Walker. My question for you is, why does Pfizer want to hide from the public the fact that they're mutating the coronavirus? Is this real life, Walker says? This is absurd, as he gets up from his seat. You're on video, O'Keefe said, holding up an iPad to show Walker the footage. Um, He then called the police as a restaurant worker pleaded with both of them, and uh, him and O'Keefe, to stop. The restaurant worker requested O'Keefe and his team leave, while Walker insisted O'Keefe and his team remain inside the restaurant until police arrived. You effed up, Walker told O'Keefe, suggesting he'd simply been trying to impress a person on a date by lying. I'm not even a scientist, he confessed. Walker then attempted to snatch the iPad out of O'Keefe's hands, and following a brief struggle, he smashed it on the ground. There is video of this, obviously. You can check it out. I encourage you to go watch it. I can't play it here on the show, sadly. If we were only on Rumble, I could. We're on four different platforms, so sadly, I can't. Because censorship is a thing in this world, and places like YouTube and Facebook, and I don't know about Twitch, but God knows, Twitch is mostly for gaming, but there is some just chatting over there, which is including mine. But for sure, Facebook and YouTube will absolutely censor you. They will give you strikes. They'll knock you off the platform. They'll delete your account. They'll delete your videos. It's just crap. I'm over there because I own the channels. I have them. So I figured, why not stream there too? It doesn't cost me any more or less. If one day we wind up only on Rumble, I'm good with that. Not a problem at all. Because frankly, I get more views on Rumble than any of the other platforms combined. So thank you, Rumble audience, really. From the bottom of my heart, thank you, Rumble. And uh, if you haven't done it yet, get a Rumble account. It's free. All you need is an email. Sign up, and right over here is a follow button. Just click that button, please. I get a lot of views. I don't get a lot of follows. So please, 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 if you want to help the show, it's free to you. Just hit that follow button. It really means a lot, and it really helps out the show a lot. All right. There is more news going on besides Project Veritas, Pfizer. By the way, Pfizer just hours ago came out with a statement, strangely enough. The statement, however, (laughs) didn't do anything to deny the allegations in the Project Veritas video. In fact, Dr. Robert Malone, who is one of the original inventors of mRNA vaccines, he makes these points. Pfizer lawyers did not throw their director of R&D operations and scientific planning under the bus. There was no denial of what he said, no denial that he is Pfizer staff, and swapping, and he would know this, this is Dr. Malone, swapping new spike sequences into original Wuhan 1 is technically gain-of-function research. 
I encourage you if you're on Twitter to follow. Robert is at RW Malone MD. And uh, yeah, it's a good follow. Trust me. Your eyes will be open. All right, let's get on to something else. And this is this idiot that Biden nominated for the uh, federal court. Uh, Biden nominee stuns with an inability to answer basic questions about the Constitution. You see, there's the fireworks again. It's not coming to mind, she says. This is unbelievable. These fireworks are insane. There she is. The Honorable Charnel, what is it? Riken, Jelkengren, I don't know, whatever. Anyway, one of President Biden, or alleged President Biden's judicial nominee, was stumped last Wednesday when Senator John Kennedy asked her basic constitutional 101 type questions, something that any grammar school or high school kid would know, uh, the Senate Judiciary Committee hearing to consider several federal court ju- nominations. Uh, Kennedy used the opportunity to question Charnel Marie Jelkengren, whom Biden appointed for a federal court position, federal district court position. He quizzed her knowledge of basic legal texts and theory. Can you tell me what Article 5 of the Constitution does? He asked. Shockingly, she replied, Article 5 is not coming to mind at the moment. What? Article 5 of the Constitution, which is the shortest of the seven articles, explains the procedure for amending the Constitution, both the process of how amendments are proposed and how they're ratified. How about Article 2, Kennedy pressed? Hang on. Uh, She responded, neither is Article 2. It's not coming to mind. Article 2 establishes the executive branch and defines its powers. Explains the role of the presidency, how a president is elected, how a president can be removed from office, and the president's unique responsibilities and powers. Her inability to explain the text of the Constitution, particularly stunning since most Americans are taught the basics of the Constitution in their high school civics class. Anyway, you can watch the video. The link's in our show notes. This woman's an idiot. How she ever got nominated for a position as a district federal district court judge. This is the kind of quality material that that moron rotting bag of oatmeal Biden is suggesting we have on the bench. Mm. Yeah. All right. Yes, I wasn't ignoring it. It happened. You all heard about it, I'm sure. The body cam footage has been released from the Paul Pelosi attack. I watched it. You can watch it, too. Links in our show notes. California judge orders a public release of the Paul Pelosi attack body cam footage surveillance video. The only thing so far that I've seen has been the body cam footage. Pelosi opens the door when the police knock, and he has a drink in his hand. 
and he and his assailant are both standing there. He doesn't run out of the house to protect himself with the police. He basically goes back inside the house. When one of the cops shines his flashlight on the assailant, then the assailant starts to attack Pelosi with the hammer. Why Pelosi is standing there, A, with a drink in his hand, B, doesn't run out of the house into the arms of the cops who were there to protect him. Those are my two biggest questions. The rest of the video, because they start struggling to get the hammer away from the guy and, you know, fight him on the ground and all and protect Paul Pelosi. And I mean, it's horrible what happened to Paul Pelosi, for sure. The man's 80 years old, doesn't deserve to get attacked with a hammer, whatever the reason was. However, I want to see the rest of the surveillance video, which, I mean, first of all, this is Nancy Pelosi's house. At the time, not anymore, thank God, but at the time, she was the third most powerful person in the world. The President of the United States, the, then in, next in line is the Vice President, and next in line was this witch. You're going to tell me the Capitol Police... Security of some kind was not at her home, even if she wasn't there, her husband was. You're going to tell me what? Just like Jeffrey Epstein's cell, all the video security cameras weren't working? How, you know, how long are we going to believe this crap? It is truly, truly insane what they are shoving down the public's throat and the public just laps it up like the good little doggies that you are. Oh, 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 give me more. Give me more. Yeah. Well, I believe you. It's true. CNN said it, so it's got to be true. Come on. You people just aren't that stupid. I know you're not my audience. But you know who you are. All right. Here's a good one for you. Remember we talked about TikTok? And their God mode over there, how they can promote tweets with the click of a button. Everybody sees it, gets millions of hits. Twitter's not far behind. There's a, this is from January 26th, so that was just two days ago. Whistleblower alleges Twitter employees still have access to users' accounts, even after they had a major hack. Newly filed FTC complaint. It's called God Mode, which is actually funny. Just a quick little story. I was a part of the beta test team for Meridian 59, one of the original MUD games back in the day. It was the 80s, and it was so much fun. I loved playing that game. And once the game came out, I was then made uh, one of the people that could travel anywhere in the universe at the click of a button and grant all kinds of weapons and heal people and make people live or die. And it was basically, we used to call it God mode because you were a God in Meridian 59. Funny though, that Twitter has its own God mode, an internal tool that allowed teenage hackers to tweet from multiple high profile accounts in 2020. Still accessible to all engineers in the company, according to a whistleblower complaint filed with the FTC. The program allows Twitter employees to tweet from any account they want. You have a Twitter account? They can sign in, go into God mode, and they can tweet from your account. And for all intents to anybody else looking, 
It looks like you tweeted. Unbelievable. After the incident, Twitter claimed it had addressed the vulnerabilities that allowed the hackers to have control of the program. But according to the whistleblower, not the case. Mm-mm. Check it out. This is an article from reclaimthenet.org. It's fascinating. There's more details inside the article. And uh, once again, you know, Elon, you have done amazing things with the platform. I'm sure this is one you're going to take care of very fast. The man does not screw around. Mm-mm. All right. Teddy Roosevelt. Remember Teddy Roosevelt? An amazing president. There's been a statue of Teddy Roosevelt at a New York courthouse for eons. Well, not anymore. The idiot, liberal, left, for some reason felt it was politically incorrect. So Teddy is gone. And what's in its place? Uh, pretty much a statue honoring Satan. Not kidding. The golden horned statue on top of New York's courthouse has been slammed for being satanic. I'll show you the picture in a minute. It is. It 100% is. Wait till you see. Any public input whatsoever before this satanic golden Medusa demon with tentacle arms got installed atop a downtown courthouse? That from New York Congresswoman Vicki Palladino. And take a look. That's the statue. Look at these horns. Let me get my mouse back. Here we go. Look at this. Tentacle arms. She's coming up out of a giant pink lotus. The artist says it's part of an urgent, now get this bullcrap, part of an urgent and necessary cultural reckoning underway in New York, reconsiders traditional representations of power in public spaces, and recasts civic structures to better reflect 21st century social mores. No, It's honoring Satan, basically. This is just demonic. And to think they replaced a statue of Teddy Roosevelt with this bullshit. Unbelievable. Golden-colored curled horn statue titled Now. Twitter users calling satanic and demonic because it is. Unveiled atop a state courthouse in Flatiron District of New York City, standing next to stone statues of Moses, Confucius, and Zoroaster. The New York Times reports the statue's maker, a 53-year-old Pakistani-American Shazia Sikandar, said she's a fierce woman of form in, of resistance in a space that has historically been dominated by patriarchal representation. Look at this crap. Sad. Sad. Keep it up. 
Ready? One or two more here. Oh. <laughs> You're going to love this one. Here we go. <laughs> just the news. John Solomon's place over there, uh, Just the News, who does a great job covering, uh, covering um, the news. This happened by our ridiculous, sad-ass excuse for a vice president, Kamala Harris. A Texas congressman has slammed the vice president. There's video of this. You should check it out. The link's in our show notes. She left the word life out of the Declaration of Independence. Not kidding. During a speech on the 50th anniversary of Roe versus Wade, Harris drew backlash for omitting the right to life while quoting from the Declaration of Independence. That's the number one thing listed by the Founding Fathers. I'm sure they put that first for a reason. They're so concerned about banning gas stoves, said the representatives, but they've decided that all humans don't deserve life and don't deserve to be protected. Here's what Harris said. We collectively believe and know America is a promise. It is a promise of freedom and liberty, not just for some, but for all. A promise we made in the Declaration of Independence that we are each endowed with the right to liberty and the pursuit of happiness. You see that even when you hear that, you think, wait, something's missing. Because we are endowed by the Creator with the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. She continues, Be clear, these rights were not bestowed upon us. They belong to us as Americans. Yeah, well, Camilla, life is in there too. In fact, it's in there first. And it's in there first for a reason. And the fact that you left it out says a lot about you. And to think, once they continue to find these classified documents and they manage to, because obviously they're just trying to get rid of Biden. He's just a, he's a, he's an albatross around the neck of everybody at the moment. So once they, I'm sure they're going to dump him. Think about what's next. Because what's next ain't very good. It's this idiot. <clears throat> yeah. One more, then we're going to move on to our book. you got to see this. We usually end with a good story, a good news story. This is not, well, it is and it isn't. It's a gross news story, and it's a good news story. Richard Wyman's like the stream. Richard, thank you very much. Thanks for the like. Be sure to give us a follow or a subscribe wherever you're watching us. On rumble.com, you'll find the Jay Sheldon Show, and right over here is the follow button. Please click that. If you don't have an account there, all it takes an email, it takes a couple seconds to sign up, then just follow the Jay Sheldon Show. That button is right, right down over there. Okay. Really appreciate that you do that. It helps the show a lot and it's free for you. Okay. So this is kind of a good news and kind of a gross news story because 
Well, let me just show you the picture. <laughs> this is not real. It's an artist's rendition. But this is a giant meatball in the middle of Central Park. Now, you know, all these idiots, Bill Gates, Klaus Schwab, all the other fools are saying we have an overpopulation problem. You know, you are the carbon footprint that they're trying to get rid of. You're the carbon they're trying to dump, okay? Overpopulation is a problem, right? Do you know what this meatball represents? This represents what would happen if you took every single one of over 8 billion people that live on this planet right now as we speak and mushed them into a giant meatball. That's how big that meatball would be. Just under one kilometer wide. And it fits rather easily right in the middle of Central Park. Reddit user Kiwi2703 created the visualization based on world population, okay, of just under 7.88 billion people. The density of a human being, if you really wanted to know, is 985 kilograms per meter squared, I think that is, and an average human body mass was used of 62 kgs, average human body mass. If you mixed up everybody and ran them through a giant meat grinder and made them into a giant goo ball, you'd end up with a sphere a bit smaller than one kilometer wide. The width of Central Park is about 800 meters. So there's just enough space there. It would hang over the edges a little bit like you see here. Such a tiny ball, bizarre, that everyone on the planet right now as we speak is represented right there by that giant meatball of goo. No more than a pinprick on the Earth's surface. So, there's your overpopulation problem. It's bullcrap. Like I said, good news, bad news. Good news because all of you fools who say the Earth is overpopulated, it ain't. In fact, it's underpopulated. And frankly, with some of the birth rates in some countries, it's scary. And bad news because it's just kind of gross to see a big giant meatball of people sitting in the middle of Central Park in New York. <laughs> oh, man. All right. <laughs> what are we doing? Ah, uh, yeah. So what'd you do on the show tonight, dear? Well, we had a giant people meatball of goo, and that was fun. Okay. I got to get out of this. Let's get on to our book. We read books on this show, if you didn't know it already. We've been doing, well, we did The Wizard of Oz, Little Prince, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, so many great books, The Velveteen Rabbit. Um, and we read them all the way through, chapter or half a chapter at a time or so. And then when we get to the end, we start a new one. 
Well, we have done this classic from Jack London in uh, 1906. This book was first published. It is a classic. Uh, A lot of people got forced to read this as a kid, at least in my generation. And it's a good thing you did. Things like Treasure Island, White Fang. It's an amazing book. Mostly written from the viewpoint of the animals. And it doesn't pull any punches when it comes to the violence of the animal world. Mr. London was a brilliant writer. And uh, this book has been amazing. Uh, The last surviving cub of the litter of pups was the little gray cub. And that's what this chapter has been focusing on. He just got into a hell of a fight with a bird he'd caught. He lost. And so he lay down to rest on the other side of the open, near the edge of the bushes. His tongue lolling out, chest heaving and panting, his nose still hurting and causing him to continue his whimper. But as he lay there, suddenly there came to him a feeling as if something terrible was impending. The unknown, with all its terrors, rushed upon him, and he shrank back instinctively into the shelter of the bush. As he did so, a draught of air framed him and a large winged body swept ominously and silently past. A hawk, driving down out of the blue, had barely missed him. While he lay in the bush, recovering from his fright, and fearfully, fearfully out of the mother ptarmigan on the other side of the open space, fluttered out of the ravaged nest. It was because of her loss that she paid no attention, to the winged bolt of the sky. But the cub saw, and it was a warning and a lesson to him. The swift downward swoop of the hawk, the short skim of its body just above the ground, the strike of its talons and the body of the ptarmigan, the ptarmigan's squawk of agony and fright, and the hawk's rush upward into the blue, carrying the ptarmigan away with it. It was a long time before the cub left its shelter. He had learned much. Live things were meat. They were good to eat. Also, live things, when they were large enough, could give hurt. It was better to eat small live things like ptarmigan chicks and to let alone large live things like ptarmigan hens. Nevertheless, He felt a little prick of ambition, a sneaking desire to have another battle with that ptarmigan hen. Only the hawk had carried her away. Maybe there were other ptarmigan hens. He would go and see. He came down a shelving bank to the stream. He'd never seen water before. The footing looked good. There were no inequalities of surface. He stepped boldly out on it and went down, crying in fear in the embrace of the unknown. It was cold, and he gasped, breathing quickly. The water rushed into his lungs instead of air that had always accompanied his act of breathing. The suffocation he experienced was like a pang of death. To him it signified death. He had no conscious knowledge of death, but like every animal of the wild, He possessed the instinct of death. To him it stood as the greatest of hurts. 
It was the very essence of the unknown. It was the sum of the terrors of the unknown, the one culminating and unthinkable catastrophe that could happen to him, about which he knew nothing, and about which he feared everything. He came to the surface, and the sweet air rushed into his open mouth. He did not go down again quite as though it had been a long-established custom, as he struck out with all his legs and began to swim. The near bank was a yard away, but he'd come up with his back to it, and the first thing his eyes rested upon was the opposite bank, toward which he immediately began to swim. The stream was a small one, but in the pool it widened out to a score of feet. Midway in the passage, the current picked up the cub and swept him downstream. He was caught in the miniature rapid at the bottom of the pool. Here was little chance for swimming. Quiet water had suddenly become angry. Sometimes he was under, sometimes on top. At all times, he was in violent motion. Now being turned over and around and again being smashed against a rock. And with every rock he struck... He yelped. His progress was a series of yelps, from which might have been added deuced the number of rocks he'd encountered. Well, below the rapids was a second pool, and here, captured by the eddy, he was gently borne to the bank, and as gently deposited in a bed of gravel. He crawled frantically clear of the water and lay down. He'd learn more about the world. Water was not alive, yet it moved. Also, it looked as solid as the earth, but it was without any solidity at all. His conclusion was that things were not always what they appeared to be. The cub's fear of the unknown was an inherited distrust, and it had now been strengthened by this experience. Henceforth, in the nature of things, he would possess an abiding distrust of appearances. He would have to learn the reality of the thing before he put his faith into it. But one other adventure was destined for him that day. He had recollected that there was such a thing in the world as his mother. And then there came to him a feeling that he wanted her more than all the rest of the things in the world. Not only was his body tired with the adventures it had undergone, but his little brain was equally tired. In all the days he'd lived, it hadn't worked so hard as on this one day. Furthermore, he was sleepy. So he started to look out for the cave and his mother, feeling at the same time an overwhelming rush of loneliness and helplessness. He was sprawling along somewhere between bushes, and he heard a sharp, intimidating cry. There was a flash of yellow before his eyes. He saw a weasel leaping swiftly away from him. It was a live thing, and he had no fear. And then before him, at his feet, he saw an extremely small live thing, 
only several inches long. A young weasel that, like himself, had disobediently gone out adventuring. It tried to retreat before him. He turned it over with his paw. It made a queer grating noise. The next moment the flash of yellow reappeared before his eyes. He heard again the intimidating cry, and at that same instant received a sharp blow on the side of his neck and felt the sharp teeth of the mother weasel cut into his flesh. While he yelped and kayed and scrambled back, he saw the mother weasel leap upon her young one and disappear with it into a neighboring thicket. The cut of her teeth in his neck still hurt, but his feelings were hurt more grievously, and he sat down and weakly whimpered. This mother weasel was so small and yet so savage. He was yet to learn that for size and weight, the weasel was the most ferocious, vindictive, and terrible of all the killers of the wild. But a portion of this knowledge was quickly to be his. He was still whimpering when the mother weasel reappeared. She didn't rush him, now that her young one was safe. She approached more cautiously, and the cub had a full opportunity to observe her lean, snake-like body and her head erect, eager, and snake-like itself. Her sharp, menacing cries sent the hairs bristling across his back and he snarled warningly at her. She came closer and closer. There was a leap, swifter than his unpracticed sight, and the lean yellow body disappeared for a moment out of his field of vision. The next moment she was at his throat, her teeth buried in his hair and flesh. At first he snarled and tried to fight, but he was very young. And this was only his first day in the world. And his snarl became a whimper, his fight a struggle to escape. The weasel never relaxed her hold. She hung on, striving to press down with her teeth to the great vein where his lifeblood bubbled. The weasel was a drinker of blood, and it was ever her presence to drink from the throat of life itself. The gray cub would have died where there had not been any story to write about him, had not the she-wolf come bounding through the bushes. The weasel let go the cub and flashed at the she-wolf's throat, missing, but getting a hold of the jaw instead. The she-wolf flirted her head like a snap of a whip, breaking the weasel's hold and flinging it high in the air. And still in the air, the she-wolf's jaws closed on the lean yellow body, and the weasel knew death between the crunching teeth. The cub experienced another access of affection on the part of his mother. Her joy at finding him seemed even greater than his joy at being found. She nuzzled him and caressed him and licked the cuts made in him, by the weasel's teeth, and then between them, mother and cub, they ate the blood drinker, and after that went back to the cave and slept.
That's the end of chapter four, part two. We're going to move on to part two, chapter five, coming up on our Monday stream. This chapter is called The Law of Meat. Ooh. <laughs> wow. Love it. White Fang is the book. If you've not read it, read it. You can read it along with me if you want. We do at the end of our stream. Monday, Wednesdays, and Saturdays on this show. I know it's a little different. We cover all the weird political crap, and then we read books, but we've been doing that from almost the very beginning stream, so hope you enjoy it. I'll see you again Monday night. Thank you so much. Please, please, if you can, if you're on YouTube or, or uh, twitch.tv, subscribe. On Facebook, and most importantly, rumble.com, follow. There's a button right over here, right down there which says follow, just give that a click. You need to have an account. It's free. You just need an email address. It doesn't cost anything. And uh, you don't have to post videos. You can just have an account at Rumble. And once you've signed up with your email address, click that follow button. It really helps the show out a lot. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much. I'll see you again Monday night. Thanks for watching. This is The Jay Sheldon Show. Good night. Ha, <laughs> ha.